Welcome to Nine Point Started With A Dream Podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacoby Gillum. Today, guest is, is pro basketball player Kevin Capers. And his story, you know, it's, it's inspiring and it's relatable because, you know, about finding your own path outside of you know your sibling shadow and kind of becoming becoming your own name and he's doing that you know great story here great journey with Kevin and let's get to it so Kevin the question that they want to comes on is um when you're younger as an athlete what was one of your biggest dreams and goals you want to achieve when I was younger I think my biggest goal was to be like my older brother I wouldn't say I was chasing to be in the pros or anything you know my brother played three sports so I wanted to play three sports you know what I'm saying he was good at sports I just wanted to be even better than him so that was always always my goal playing sports when I was younger. Uh, why do you want to be him so bad? Like, why was that, like, like your big drive? That just was my role model. Like, I know it sounds cliche, but, like, my dad, when he raised us, he was like, that's the only person you got in your life. Like, like friends going to come and go, girls going to come and go. Like, that's one person you got to have in your life is your brother. So just seeing him do all the stuff, I just want to be like him or be better than him. And so when you kind of have that goal, how do you think I'm, I'm going to go about doing it? Was it just, like, natural or just, like, I'm just going to just outwork him every day? Actually, I was terrible at it. It was just, I mean, if you look at me, I'm 6'2", 185. He's like 6'5", so he had all the tools. So after a while, I was like, I can't, I'm not bigger and stronger than him. So I'm either just, not even outwork him because he worked hard too. It's just I had to find ways to beat him, either shooting the ball longer distance than him, shoot the ball better than him, just finding ways to just beat him at certain stuff. So just, I feel like I, feel like I just had to outsmart him more so than be better than him. So how did that first game go when you when you guys went one on one? I mean, I think I never beat my brother till I got to college. To be honest with you, dang. And still, I think that that win was a luck win. I'm not gonna say he let me win, but I made some shots that time. He kept letting me shoot. So, but now we we still haven't really played. But I think nowadays I can get him now for sure easily. So what position are you? What guard? Combo guard. Combo so, guard. Yeah. And what is he? He uh he's one through four, so depending on the team. So I've, last year he actually played the three. The year before that he played the four. Then the year before that he played the one. So it's just depending on the different team he played for the coaching style. So, so you kind of have this thing that 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 you wanted to be better than your brother, right? So when you were doing that, you know, was it ever thought about college along the way, or that kind of kind of not came just came and you were like, oh, get that's an option. Nah, I mean, my goal in the household we had live in, my mom was like free as free. So we had, I think the goal was to get a scholarship. So, you know what I'm saying? I, over time, like I said, he's older than me. You watch him get all these D1 scholarships and stuff that just make you more hungry. You know what I'm saying? You see your brother do something. So I think after I seen him went to college, I think I want that made me want to go to college even more. Not saying I didn't want to go to college, but seeing him doing it made me want to go a little bit, a lot more. And with that, he was almost like your blueprint, right? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Easily. I mean, all the programs, my mom had him taking ACT, SAT classes when he was in his like junior year. So I'm in eighth grade going to classes with him, just learning, you know what I'm saying? So he gave the perfect blueprint and made it easy for me to get in college. That's all I can do because I kept thinking like, like, like for me, like I'm only child. So like I didn't have like, you know, someone I could like say, yo, I asked a question to about the journey. So for you, like what was like the biggest advice he gave you along your journey? I think the biggest advice he told me was get your grades. If you get your grades, that'd make it a lot easier for college coaches to come uh, recruit you. You know what I'm saying? So I think with me having a good GPA and good scores, that made it easier for me to go to college too. 
because I, like I said, I wasn't better than him. Like he was the, he was taller than me, stronger than me, better than me at the time. I think with me having one good grades, that helped me go to college even easier. I think. Yo, that's, that's, that's all right there. I'm going to quote that because a lot of people, you know, get faster, get stronger, but you were like, nah, the grades. Nah, for sure. I mean, once you get in that clearinghouse, that gives coaches an easier way to get uh, recruit you because you don't get me wrong. It's some people just got gifted with talent and, and the body, the strength and skills. So even if you do work hard, they still might be better you as time go on. But if you get them grades, man, you actually a, a solid player that can get you a scholarship too. Just saying, you know, always has to be the best to get on the team, right place, right time. You never know. Definitely. Cause probably a coach would want to have a guy that they know can be eligible, you know, then mm-hmm. a guy that can be all the time in the world and, and not sure. pass the class. So for you, you know, when it came time to like to actually, you know, like finding a school, what did you value in like a program or something like that? My biggest thing when it came to a program was a winning program. Cause uh, I think in my high school career, I think one thing that messed me up really was I had four high school coaches. So every year I had a different coach. So I never could get in like an established program. So when I wanted to go to a college, I wanted at least my coach to be there for four, you know what I'm saying? My coach to be there for me. I mean, things do happen. Coaches get better jobs, but I want to go to a winning program and a coach that has stability that he was going to be there for me. And another thing was uh, being close to home because my brother left and went to Florida straight to Washington State. And I seen how that took a toll on my family. So I was like, I wanted to stay in the state of Florida so my family could be around more and see all my games and stuff. So, Man, he went from the East Coast straight to the West. (laughs) West Coast, yeah. (laughs) It was a good situation for him, though, but... I still didn't like that decision. <laughs> so for you and like this whole, like from that journey, you know, up to that point, your, your goal was always to be better than your brother, you know? So mm-hmm. once you got to college, how did that goal just change or did it not change or is it still about be better than him? I think what really changed was him going to college. He got his role changed to a defensive player. And me personally, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a defender. I can guard, but. I always enjoy scoring the ball. I mean, what player, basketball player doesn't enjoy scoring. So I think once I got on campus, we had four seniors that left when I got in there, all starters. So I think coach gave me basically the role I had. It was scoring. So I think that really just, my coach really changed my mindset of like low-key drifting away from who he was and just building my own legacy. So big shout out to my my college coach. So it was now you're kind of out of that shadow. You kind of have your own kind of lane. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I said. Sometimes being the only child, you know what I'm saying? You, you make your own your own destiny, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got an older brother or even you, the older brother, you set shoes that certain people can't feel or try to. And it, it's difficult sometimes. How do you deal with that? Maybe with pressure, just maybe this, that whole, you know, thing of like, of not wanting to be a brother, but wanting to be Kevin. But, you know, kind of how do you kind of deal with that pressure maybe? I wouldn't say pressure. I feel like that just gave me a chip on my shoulder. You know what I'm saying? And one thing, like my pops, I credit him too. He was like, you you don't have to be him. You can do your own person. So with that being said, I mean, I don't think it was too much pressure. And like, I think it was, it was that chip helped me be who I am today. You know what I'm saying? Helped me push myself. So not no pressure. Yeah. I love that because I know like there are a lot of athletes out there that kind of have that same situation, right? You know, whether you're, the younger sibling coming up, you know, you kind of want to say you want to to be your own person, but sometimes you kind of have that other sibling that people like, like compare you to. For sure. And I think one thing about uh, him, I think once he went division one and I went D2, that just created another lane for me too. You know what I'm saying? Just seeing him being a high profile player 
on the Division One level playing Pac-10, then I was like, dang, I go D2. I'm not him, but let's let's see if I can make a name for myself doing other on another level. So I think that helped out too. So who do you like, kind of like want to idolize a little bit like after game after? Who I wanted to be was T Mac. I mean, Trace McGrady is my favorite player of all time. I wanted to be like him, but then again, I'm not six eight. <laughs> so watching Trace McGrady and kind of Allen Iverson, those are two players. I was like, those are the guys I wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Be like, to be honest. I used to love T Mac and get the like those two guys right there, like the AI and T Mac together, did a good combo of everything in the game. For sure, that would have been crazy. And you said you wanted to score too, so that kind of it kind of fits. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> and I'm a little biased with T Mac because uh, he's from my hometown, so he's like 20 minutes away from me. So yeah, I'm a little biased when people have arguments about that too. So well, you got to call it, man. So now you're kind of building your own legacy. So what was, like, one of the, I guess, the biggest shocks about that freshman year? Uh, how much I played. I think that was the biggest thing. I mean, as a freshman, I came in. We had a D1 transfer with us. And I just – the system we played in, I just – it fit me perfectly. And uh, after a while, I was like, man, I'm a freshman playing against guys that say we're good, seniors, juniors. I'm outplaying some of them, you know what I'm saying? So that gave me a lot of confidence, too. So I'd say that was the biggest thing because I wasn't – I was always a skinny kid in high school and, and even my freshman year, I didn't really didn't lift weights like that. So just seeing me being crafty, you know what I'm saying, with my size and actually playing against grown men and actually killing them. So that was my that was my biggest thing. So I remember you said earlier you, you had that chip on your shoulder. So did the chip get bigger in college or you kinda of just kinda of stay where it was? I think the chip was just it stayed where it was. It wasn't more got got any more. I think the chip got bigger once I got to my junior year. Think I would say that. And my junior year, my freshman sophomore year, just uh, because we had success at my school, we were uh, always top twenty-five team in the nation for a division two school. But it's like we never could get over that hump. And I think uh, I was tired of losing, and I was trying to win a national championship. I think that's what really that made the chip a lot bigger. Definitely. So you, you know, like you have a goal, like now, okay, I want to. I want to be a champion, you know. Mm-hmm. And the thing with, with something like basketball, you got you got to have the whole team, you know, come together to make it happen. So, how do you kind of like approach workouts and approach your team to kind of make sure everybody was on the same goal at junior year? Really, junior, I think that was the best team I ever played on. But my, like our star player, he was like second lead scorer, but he was like the vocal leader. He actually got hurt, so. We should have won a national championship, in my opinion, that year. We was number one in the nation the whole year. But I think my senior year, we had freshmen in a transfer come in. And while we were going out to, like, party on certain nights in the beginning of the year, those guys were in the gym working out. So you see a young player that just transferred in, you know what I'm saying? They're going to work out while you're going to party. You'd be like, dang, you know what I'm saying? That make you motivate even more. So I think the young guys on my team actually helped out to get me back on track for, the senior, for our senior year. So that really motivated me. And then, then that senior. So, so now we're going to senior year. Then, right? So it's, it's this next year, and we still have the, the same mindset, the same goal. Mm-hmm. What made this year different? Nothing. I, I mean, just stand, stand course. I mean, we did what we had to do. We felt like junior, we should have won it. And then senior, we basically, I feel like we. I'm not gonna say it was hard, but it wasn't. You know, what I'm saying it wasn't easy. We just ran through. We went 36 and one. So, I think we were just ready for that challenge. You know, after everything we've been through those three years. So when it came to you, like as a basketball player, right, and like, you as a person, when you look back from those four years, what do you see as like your most, your biggest growth? 
Really, I think just having a coach that believed in me and uh, getting in the gym, putting that time in. You know, I feel like college and high school is a lot different, especially in college. You have access to the gym 24-7. Then you got a coach that come work out with you all the time. That helps out. So just putting that work, that was really my growth right there. And what would you say was like the toughest part, you know, like the moment where you're like, man, will, will it all ever pay off? I think the toughest part was, say, the preseason training. You know what I'm saying? Our coach really, he killed us. I mean, it was worth it. But I was like, if we can get through all this stuff right here, that everything else would be easy. You know what I'm saying? You can. Definitely. So as we look at this senior year, right, you guys won it all, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Lost one game. Should have won that game, but other than that, we were good. So in your mind, you kind of achieved that goal, right? The championship. What was your mm-hmm. thought process on like, you know, on like what's next? To be honest, I didn't know what was next. I mean, I think my junior senior year, I was getting contacted by agents, but I was I was just like, man, I never dreamed of playing pro ball. But, you know, certain people hitting you up, telling you, you can you have a shot, you have a shot here, you have a shot there. And I'm just looking like, uh, maybe that's not true. But after winning it, and then even more people hit me up, I think that, that made me a believer in that life life after college, I can go play pro ball. Why didn't you believe, like, before all that? I just – I seen a couple guys that were good in my conference, and they played one or two years pro in places that, like, I didn't think were good places. And I did, and some of the stuff that the agents were telling me, I was like, I seen other people in my position where I uh, yeah, guys I played against, and they really didn't, it didn't work out for them. So I didn't see it really. So I think, and another thing though, we, us winning it helped out a lot more. And that's what the agents were telling me. So once that actually happened, I was like, maybe, maybe it is possible. So once you kind of started, I guess you were, it's almost like, it's almost, it's almost like that coach, right? They believed in you. Mm-hmm. So what you're going to have people believe in you and kind of saying, yo, you can, you should take this next level. What was like your, your process to get, get ready? The process really was just working out. I mean, it was a long process really because my uh, head coach that was basically my guy that was training me all those years, he left and took a uh, division one job. So just trying to find another trainer to train me for uh, pre-draft workouts, which I knew I was getting I knew I wasn't getting drafted, but just having those workouts, just getting ready. Cause you really, me personally, I never knew the trainer I was working out with. He didn't know anything about NBA. So I didn't know what the NBA workouts were going to be like. So just trying to get ready for those mentally and physically. And so then kind of like, I think like what's cool about your story, man, it just that how you almost, it seemed like, like you didn't know how good you were. Yeah. I still don't know how good I am to be honest with you. <laughs> I think uh, I feel like I'm above average player, man. But everybody else, they sound better than what I am. But I think that's what keeps me a little humble, man. I think if I thought I was better than what I was, I wouldn't work as hard as I do now. Yeah. So it's interesting then, because just like you have this humbleness about you, but like when you're on the court, does like that mentality flip to like you know attack mode, or, or like what's it what's it like for you? For sure, for sure. Once I'm on the court, you know what I'm saying. Anything goes. I don't care. Like I said, with the chip on my shoulder, I don't care if you average 20 points, 30 points, you're not going to just do that easy on me. I think I still got that. My pride is intact when it comes to court. And I, like I said, me going D2, it's a lot of guys I play with, they went to bigger schools, especially in the pro. And I want to prove to them that, like, just because you went D1, you're not better than me. So I think that's the other switch I hit when I hit on court, though. Just because I came from a small school, you probably had everything right for you to go there. You know what I'm saying? So 
that flip is definitely there. I love it. So once you got, you know, time to go, you know, to that pro level, what happened? Uh-huh. I feel like my the, the workouts they have, they went good. But, like, I think my goal was not NBA at that time. I, I feel like if I go to the G League and play well there, everything would be good. But uh, everything doesn't happen the way you want to. I ended up just going to uh, the Westchester Knicks, and Jimmer Fredette was there. So <laughs> I had to take a backseat to that, that my first year playing uh, pro, which was good. But then again, it was bad. So the anyone anyone doesn't know that's the G League, right? Or like the Knicks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Knicks. Yeah. Okay, so if you look from that point, like looking back from you know the kid that just wanted to beat his brother to mm-hmm. to this point, what was it? Did it seem surreal, or, or was it just like, all right, we're here? It was low key surreal. Like I was like, somebody's actually gonna pay me money to play basketball. <laughs> like that was that was the crazy part for me. Uh, so. I mean, I think that that was like a surreal moment there, especially getting that first check. I mean, it wasn't a lot, but it's still something. I'm playing basketball for a living. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that first check, man, what'd you buy? Like, you know, was it just like I'm going to go buy a burger somewhere? Was it like, like you go buy something special or what? No, nah, just some shoes, man. Was in New York, went to Flight Club, bought some shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have bought them. <laughs> Paid a little bit too much for them, but still, it was just like, you know what I'm saying something your parents can't tell you, you, you are adult, you got a little bit of money. I'm not saying it's a lot of money, but it's something, you know what I'm saying? I don't have any bills, so it was just yeah. my money. Yeah, some shoes, man. Some shoes. They have them. That first NBA check, man. You gotta you gotta enjoy it, right? So that first year, it just it was crazy though. You go from being a, a D2 champion to go to the G League with the uh, Westchester Knicks to playing a lot of minutes, being I feel like the best player in D2 at the time, then going to sit on the bench the whole year. That was that really messed up my mind up a little bit. I'm not gonna lie about that. What was your thought process like? You know, like I came from being the guy to now I'm I'm just riding the bench. Was it just was it more of just a shocker to you, or or do you thought you like you're, you're gonna come in and just you know be the guy right away? No, it wasn't a shocker because, like I said, the guy who was playing in front of me was Jimmer Fredette, yeah. NBA draft top ten lottery pick, so yeah. one of the best college players of all time. I feel like so it wasn't a shock. It was just I feel like just being grounded. But I think that was good for me because, like I said, I would have got there, played good, you know what I'm saying? Me sitting out that year, I learned the game more. I learned the game a lot more, especially the pro game. And it added another another chip on my shoulder, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like I, sh- I could be out there. I'm not going to say I can score 30, 20 like Jim Murphy was doing, but I can do something, you know what I'm saying? I can do other things too. So that helped me out too, I'm not going to lie. And I, it prepared me for the next few years of my pro career. So up to this point, you know, like – what was like your I guess not setback, but just like was there ever a moment that was just tough for this whole in this whole pro career? For sure, like you said, you tore your ACL. When I tore my ACL, that was like the biggest setback I can have in basketball. So uh, at the time, and when you tore your ACL, I tore it uh, the year I came off of winning a championship in Mexico. So, like I said, once once I won the championship, then came back. I felt like I was playing great. I was. I felt like I was playing my best basketball up to that point in my life. And I was lean scoring, Romania playing, and I dunked on somebody and came down awkwardly and tore my ACL. Just mentally, like, I wouldn't wish that on my my worst enemy. Like, that ACL is bad. You know what I'm saying? I have to learn to walk again, all the, the barn rehab that you have to take serious. It was just it's tough. But it was good for me. ACL, I think, well, 
it humbled you quick. Oh, for sure. I couldn't even get out of bed by myself. <laughs> like it was just bad. Like <laughs> Eli had to walk again. Had to, had to like bend your knee again. Exactly. Yeah. Painful. Like those painful days. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if you can get. I feel like if you can get through that rehab and all that stuff, you can get through a lot, a lot of other stuff. Like that's one thing. I'm glad it. I'm. I'm mad it happened, but I'm glad it happened. It's a lot about myself. A lot about other people around me that I thought were my friends. When I got hurt, they really, you know what I'm saying, stopped hanging around me. It was just, it was crazy. So but I'm glad it happened, though. I said the same thing. Like, for me, like, out in high school, so it was, like, you know, a small level. But for me, it gave me a reality check of my situation. It definitely does that. You know, just like you're saying, like, you know, like, like the friends that were, that were there for you when, when you were the big name. Now it's like, oh, he's not the athlete anymore. Is he, is he, don't want to hang around him too much. Mm-hmm. So for you, like, what was like your motivation to, to, to keep the to bounce back? I think my motivation was just prove people that uh, prove people that get back to the level I was playing at before I got hurt. That was my biggest motivation. And then even after my ACL, the next season I came I came back too early, which was my fault. After six months, I tried to play, then play my best basketball. And then the next season, it was just tough for me to get a job. So I think that made me even more hungry to to, to just get back on the court. Okay, so at this point, how many years are you are, are you pro? Three years pro. It's my third year playing pro. So, and you're pursuing this, you know, pro career now. Like, what's your like internal like motivation? I think my internal motivation is just being the best I can be. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I came off winning a championship, but I wasn't more so the best player on the team. I played with uh, another ex NBA player, Glenn Rice Jr., who was probably one of the best players I ever played with. But then I think I wanted to go to my next team and be the guy. You know what I'm saying? I, I was proving it until I got hurt. So I think my motivation was just being the best Kevin I could be at the time. So how do you describe your game? Are you are you what ISO? Are you uh, you know screen and pop? Like like what's your style when when you when you ball? I feel like I have an unorthodox style, but uh, I'm a scorer. I feel like I can get to the cup at will. And then uh, I think one thing that helped me out after my ACL surgery, Terra was I got a lot better jump shot. So I feel like if I want to say like players in the NBA, I feel like I'm a Westbrook. Okay. I feel like I play like Westbrook. Without not that much bounce though. Westbrook bounce is crazy. <laughs> you, can jump, <laughs> you can jump crazy. Yeah, that's what's up. I used to be able to jump like that, but I don't I don't I don't do that anymore. You doing jelly now. For sure. A layup two points is two points. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's what's up. That's what's up. So outside the game, man, so what are you up to? You know, you can remember early said video games. Like, what else are you up to? Uh, really just video games and reading, man. I try to – I'm not – I mean, don't get me wrong. I go out and have fun. Team go out, have fun. But other than that, just home, just chilling, man, relaxing, enjoying life, sightseeing in any country I'm in, try to sightsee as much as I can. Just just chilling, man. Because I learned that uh, this life can be taken – well, this sport – can be taken from me easy with one injury. So I just try to enjoy life every day, man. Nothing too serious. I know I, I still have to think about life after basketball, even though I feel like I have a couple, a lot of years left in me, but you never know. So and then going on that, then I mean, like, so what do you enjoy? I mean, like in a sense of if you had yeah, like if basketball, you know, right now we're all, we're all quarantined, right? So then there's no ball happening. So if you had to like find like a, like a hobby or a passion, like what does that look like? I still don't know. I mean, last summer, uh, I was uh, I worked to a gaming place, uh, EA Sports, and I was uh, just watching them work behind behind the scenes with video games and stuff. So I feel like 
I could do that. But then again, sitting there doing it all day, I don't know yet. So I think I, if I didn't play basketball nowadays, either I either go into coaching because I do like I, I like the fact of helping people get better. So either video games or well, create video games or either coaching as of now. Are you on Twitch? No, nah, I'm not on Twitch. I'm not that good. <laughs> yeah, you know, I bet you are, dude. Man, I bet you got three. What do you play? You you two K person? Or are you playing? You know, other other games, Call of Duty type stuff, or what? Call of Duty and MLB the Show. Those are the two main games I play. Okay, so you so you on a PS4? For sure, that's the best system. <laughs> Hey, I had to ask. You, know, you never know something. We have, we have the Xbox. Nah, I had an Xbox too, but it's just the growing up since I was a kid, I always played PlayStation, so that's what I'm used to. Not not knocking Xbox, you know. Yeah. I just I prefer the PlayStation. I me growing up, whatever. I had the, the Xbox. You know, like I was always mad because I I wanted to play MLB the Show, but I couldn't get. I couldn't play it. But then again, me as a kid, I always wanted to play Halo, and I couldn't play it. But luckily, my best friend had an Xbox, so I'd go over there and play Halo for a few days. Dude, I hated Halo. I don't, for some reason, just like that Spartan laser. What? It ruined it for me. Spartan laser. I just couldn't, oh, I, I couldn't get into it. <laughs> my, my best friend loved it, so he played it. I played it. We, we had, had some good times on that. Even Gears of War. I used to love Gears of War on Halo, too. Yeah, that, that's a good one. I'll, I'll give you that. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, it's like, it'll be interesting to see, like, like how you take gaming, you know, like, because I'm watching, like, you know, the ESPN, something like that, and they're doing, like, those, they have, like, the, the players playing each other, and stuff like that, and it's and streaming it out. Because I feel like with most game gamings now, they have a lot of, like, from what I've seen with uh, people I was looking at with EA Sports, they know the, they know the game, but it's different when knowing the game like on a technical term, like technical level, than actually having someone that plays the game and know both sides. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I'm sure I'm sure K or NBA Live, they have guys that are very smart, they know basketball, but it's different with having an actual professional player there helping out, you know what I'm saying? You know, on both sides. I think that's why that's I feel like that would be my goal if I ever did go into the video game world. I'd be trying to try to help out with that. So, so kind of helping bring the game to life a little bit and make it more realistic. For sure. Like in a sense, yeah, because that's I hate 2K right now. You got guys missing layups, I don't understand it. These are <laughs> the, the best NBA players, these are best basketball players in the world. You got them missing layups and open threes. Like, I just I understand it with timing and stuff, but there's no way Clay Thompson's missing an open three. Like, I mean, it happens, but come on now, like, the likelihood of just not slam. all the time, yeah, slam. You get what I'm saying? So. Even Curry, like just sometimes just playing those games, it just frustrates me. I was a big Madden guy, but for me, like mm-hmm. Madden used to have the worst glitches. You, you you have you have a guy, you know, body bending halfway over and catching the ball. You're like, yo, <laughs> like what we doing? <laughs> that's I feel you. So that's right. the reason why I like playing baseball. MLB the show. I feel like it's very real, realistic. I mean, when it comes to stuff like that, so that's one thing I like about that game. What's your team? Tampa Bay Rays. I'm just a big Central Florida sports guy. <laughs> uh, I respect this. Rays, Tampa Bay Lightning, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then for basketball, Orlando Magic. So that's my squad right there. <laughs> I feel like all the teams in Tampa kind of slept on a little bit. Oh, for sure. I mean, I feel like the Lightning are one of the best hockey teams in the uh, in the USA right now, but they just don't win championships, so they get knocked. I think the Rays are probably one of the best young teams. We have a young core that's pretty good, but I feel like we're we're right there. 
Only team we slept on really is the the Bucks. We got Tom Brady now, so we should be straight. It's me good season for you guys. We're gonna see how, how Brady and, and the Bucks pulled off. You have to get to watch Brady versus Breeze for two, you know, twice a year. Only thing sucks that I can miss football when I'm going across seas, so I have to stay up two, three o'clock in the morning to watch those games sometimes. It sucks. Oh dang. So where are you going next year? Like once 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 ball's back, are you where are you gonna play at? Do you know yet? Don't know yet. Uh, I would love to go back to Israel. Israel was a fun experience. So I think that's one of my top choices as of now. You never know as of now what's going on, what leagues are going to be closed, what leagues are going to start back. So but I feel like Israel, weather-wise, is just like Florida. It's sunny or rain all year round, no snow. Can't beat that. Definitely. Last question for you, Kevin, for I thought you go, man. So where are you at right now, social media-wise? Instagram, Kev Kate. K-V-C-A-P-E. Yo, man, and then I'm going to watch your highlights, because I want to – you seem like like you're so humble. But I want to see how you're on the court. I'm chill, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. You might see me here, and you see me in the game. I talk a lot of trash, you know. So, like, like I said, when that switch hits, it's a different calf. And and we're real up for you. Right now, who's better? You or your brother? Oh, me, for sure. There we Easy. go. I think once my junior year – my junior, I think I asked him, surpassed him for sure, easily. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. And it's a little late out there in Florida, so appreciate you coming on. Um, anytime, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With a Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.